This is Matt Connickson. I'm the sales agronomist with CHX Ag Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Whitney Pittman. We'll also hear a report from Sierra Doctor. Fertilizer outlook for spring remains optimistic. Stonex, Vice President of Fertilizer, Josh Linville, says phosphate prices right now are at a stalemate with demand. And ultimately, today the farmer's looking at an okay price. It's not phenomenal. It's not the lows that we've seen. But it's also not the highest. And this is why when we look at this, we believe that as we start to go into the spring season, demand is going to be okay. And if I were to dissect this, phosphate's one, the demand is going to be much more variable because the farmer can mine that soil. They can add more application rate and save it for another year, or they can pull that and reduce their application rate, save some money. Today, it's kind of application rates, just normal. It'll be okay. Global potash supplies are low, and Linville says Canadian production of potash is keeping prices stable. If we thought phosphate didn't have a whole lot of world competition, it's a lot skinnier here. Four countries. Canada, Russia, Belarus, Germany account for the vast majority of the exports around the world. And thank goodness we have got Canada to the north of us. Russia and Belarus, they account for one-third, one out of every three tons of potash exported around the world. We're not exactly on speaking terms with them right now. Potash, while historically high today, is still a phenomenal value. Some of the best values we've seen in a very, very long time because that grain value has continued to hold. That farmer may be complaining about the price of fertilizer, but he's loving the price of grain. The soybean market continues to drift. Roy E. Abbott, futures president, Roy Abbott thinks there is some non-fundamental market action keeping a lid on the soybeans. Listening to the weather forecast this morning, I thought it was uh, bullish enough to get a uh, bounce out of these beans. Uh, uh, pretty dry over the weekend in Argentina, not much in the forecast and a little bit too wet in parts of Brazil, and we still cannot get a bounce out of these beans. That is uh, surprising to me. So, uh, again, the, there may be something uh, going on in the bean market that is not really what I'd call uh, obvious fundamentals. Abbott says it may be China. You know, we are not getting along with them very well. We're uh, warning them not to supply Russia with arms. If they do, there's going to be consequences. Uh, we're also saying that COVID escaped the, a lab in China, and that's what caused the COVID outbreak. Uh, we flew a reconnaissance plane down the Taiwan Strait over the weekend. There may be some uh, something going on with trade with China that relates to the soybean market here. There are reports of hay prices being higher than average. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. The early and cold start to this winter caused hay supplies to go faster than normal. NDSU Extension Forage Crop Specialist James Rogers says supplies have evened out now. It seems like winter began in, in November and a good many producers burned through quite a bit of hay just getting through November and December with the snow, with the cold weather that we had. Uh, in January, we had a fairly mild January, not a lot of snow, and, and fairly moderate temperatures for North Dakota, so things kind of eased up. And just checking around, the general feeling is that things have kind of eased up. The feeling is that we're probably through the worst of winter, and hay supplies are fairly stable right now. 
I think producers feel like uh, they have enough stock on hand that they're probably going to make it through. And Roger says hay prices for the upper Midwest have been surprisingly steady. A good stock of hay supplies from last year has helped. It's kind of difficult to, to gauge the North Dakota uh, hay market. If you look on USDA site, uh, North Dakota doesn't have a report, but we do have reports from South Dakota, and it looks like prices are fairly fairly reasonable right now for hay that is on the market. There are local listings around at various online classified ads, and those prices for grass hay, what I've seen is large round bales are running anywhere from 50 to $80 a bale. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. USDA's chicken and egg summary report shows the after effects of how highly pathogenic avian influenza influenced poultry producers and consumers. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Barrett Nelson says a recent drop in prices has consumers reaching for eggs again in the grocery stores. Demand has increased as a result. The average layers during 2022 was around 379 million. This was down 3% from a year ago in 2021. Egg production in 2022 totaled 110 billion eggs, or down right around 2%. Since prices have kind of dropped off a little bit, especially on the wholesale side of things, that retailers have really started to pick up their purchasing. And that, in turn, has increased our demand and thus raised prices up again. So as a national average, we're looking at our large grade A shell eggs coming in at around $4.82 per dozen. So we're seeing these prices kind of pick back up again for the near term. Nelson says this time last year, HPAI cases were ramping up. We're going into the migratory waterfowl season, and so far in February, things have remained pretty calm. At this time last year was when we really saw the HPAI cases starting to accelerate. So if things remain slower and we don't see as many outbreaks, we may see some of these prices start to come back down as producers actively pursue replenishing their inventory. Rains fell on the Paraguay and much of Brazil over we the weekend, benefiting crops in Rio Grande do Sul while interrupting harvest in other areas. World Weather Incorporated says Brazil and Paraguay will continue to see regular rounds of showers and thunderstorms over the next couple of weeks, causing some interruption in field work. World Weather says West Central, Northern and Far Southern Argentina will receive beneficial rains Tuesday into Saturday, while the rest of Argentina remains hot and dry. Argentina's temperatures expected to rain in the 80s through the lower 100s most days. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Brazil's soybean harvest continues to lag behind last year in the average harvest pace. Soybean and Corn Advisor President Michael Cordonier says about one-third of Brazil's soybeans have been harvested. That's a little bit behind uh, average and a little bit more behind uh, uh, last year. It's been very wet, uh, especially in the south-central part of Brazil. Up in Mato Grosso, it's been actually getting a little bit drier, so they're doing fine. They're like three-quarters harvested in Mato Grosso. Uh, the slowest is in a place like Paraná, which is the second biggest soybean producer in Brazil. And then the third biggest state, Rio Grande do Sul, uh, they're planted much later down there, so they won't start harvesting for another 
couple of weeks in that state. Brazil will still harvest a record soybean crop. Monte Grosso will probably set a record high yield this year. But is it going to be enough to compensate for it's going to be disappointing yields down in Hilgard under the Sewell, the southernmost state? They won't compensate completely. Uh, I have Brazil production 151 million tons. Uh, that would be a record, of course. But it's not as high as some folks. And the higher estimates have been coming down lately. Uh, it's all going to depend on what happens in Hilgard under the Sewell. You know, if they would get some good rain and keep getting good rains, the late pan of beans could be okay, and my number could go up one or two million tons. Talking about acreage in the U.S. will pick up as we move into March. Bauer Trading President Jim Bauer doesn't think we're seeing an acreage battle yet. I think it's a hair too early uh, because of the volatility in the fertilizer prices and the situation in the Ukraine. Uh, then overlay that with a problem with the Argentine crop, which kind of caught the trade off guard. But the market always looks ahead, so uh, what I'm saying is start to start planning for 3 4 uh, because what you do today affects what happens out then. The economy is another concern. Well, watch the value of the dollar. It's down a little bit. When the dollar strengthens, that puts tends to put a pressure gradient on commodities. But I'm kind of in the Goldman Sachs camp where I think the raw materials and raw goods and raw commodities are still going to be bought on, on setbacks. There's a, there's a lot more economic activity going on now that I think the Fed realizes. Acres and Shares reports American Crystal Sugar Beet stock continues to sell in the $4,450 to $4,500 range. During the week ending February 24th, 76 shares of American Crystal stock sold for an average price per share of $4,462. So far this trading season, 2,793 shares have been sold at an average price of $4,552. University of North Dakota Director of Cybersecurity Prakash Ragantha says it's important to pay attention to how you store data on your farming operations by knowing how that data is stored. Cybersecurity is huge. You know, now that we are talking about more cloud and our based environment to host all of these data, the users need to be aware of their, you know, um, you know where the data actually resides, and you know, so that they're able to understand the security implication and the consequences and the consequences that they should be prepared for. Agriculture is a critical infrastructure to the country. We have a lot of farmers in this country. We are relying on food, right? So ag is a very big network, I think, uh, uh, compared to other electric grid, other types of infrastructure, aviation or transportation. So ag is also one of the critical infrastructure. So I think we need to ensure that is uh, robust and resilient cybersecurity you know, uh, measures are in place to protect our farmers. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending February 23rd shows corn inspections of 573,000 metric tons. That's 8% less than the previous week and down 63% from the same week last year. Soybean inspections of 691,000 tons are 56% less than the previous week and 6% less than a year ago. Wheat inspections of 592,000 tons are 58% more than the previous week and 
and 37% more than last year. For the marketing year, corn inspections are down 38% from a year ago. Soybean inspections are up 3% from last year and wheat inspections down 2% from year ago levels. Find more farm news by visiting rrfn.com. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The Minnesota Management and Budget Department releasing their budget forecast for the next biennium. The projected balance of $17.5 billion holds in this month's forecast. Revenues expected to exceed spending through fiscal year 2027. Irie Insurance agent Reed Irie says production reporting dates of April 29th are coming quick with other key crop insurance dates even closer. Farmers looking for more information are invited to Irie Insurance's spring update meeting. The other thing that we do have is our, our last Irie Insurance spring update meeting which got canceled due to weather uh, in late January. We are meeting at the Hillsboro uh, at 8 a.m. on Thursday, March 2nd. We'll have a breakfast that morning, and then we'll have uh, a market update with Rich Morrison, Bridget Riddell and does a little presentation, and uh, we'll talk about the the SEO, ECO, and, and quoting. We'll actually have the firm numbers by that date, which will be a little better examples to show. Irie encourages farmers to have a plan B come place for planting plans when getting their crop insurance finalized? A very small percentage have made decisions yet for this year. I, and their cropping decisions are probably plan A. I mean, and then we'll see what the spring brings. Typically, we always have a plan A, B, C type of thing. As no different than last year when the dates got pretty late. Pretty soon, we, you know, trashed the, the corn acres and, and uh, tried to go with beans or ended up being PP. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. We're seeing May wheat in Minneapolis down 12 and three quarter cents, 869 and three quarters. Chicago May wheat's down 12 and three quarters. In Kansas City, May wheat is down 17 and three quarters. May corn down five and a half at 643 and three quarters. New crop December unchanged, 576 and a half. May soybeans down seven and a quarter, 1512. November beans are down three at 1371. In Winnipeg, May canola $4.80 a metric ton higher at $8.24.50 Canadian. April live cattle down 52 cents. The April feeder cattle 62 cents higher. And April lean hogs down a dollar. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.